0: Welcome everybody to episode 74 of Door Tunes. So we've been away for a few weeks, you know, lots of live things have been happening, so apologies about that, but we thought we'd make it up to you a little bit, because i have got a really special guest for you this week, Um, and I think I'll let him introduce himself.
1: Hello, I'm Dara O'Brien, renowned uh, video games music composer, uh, and... (laughs) And uh, gen- genuinely more renowned for getting 11% of the way through lots of video games. So uh, I have not heard most of the great music. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> thank you very
0: much. Thank you for that introduction. And thank you for being part of the show. It's been a real, it's, it's an honour. So um, obviously you're not a composer. No, I'm not. No. But you, yeah. I mean, I followed you on, online, not like a stalker,
1: but you know, I'm like Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think there's a problem with the word follower in that situation because it does create some sort of tendency to speak of it as being a cult thing as opposed to I have, I have casually eavesdropped on <laughs> you online which is far more far more the uh, your, your, your words have occasionally passed by my stream of consciousness uh, digital stream of consciousness which is uh, you know the level of living engagement most people have but then we've also met which is very yes. important to say. yes we have um, friend, And where did you meet uh, So I say it again where did we meet we met at? in uh sorry city varieties theatre in leeds uh i believe it was 2007 2008 maybe maybe Eight. later maybe okay oh, sorry, sorry might have been later 2009 actually um and it was we were both in attendance at one of the great events uh, in comedy which is a ken dodd live show yes and my, uh, I was there to research it for a book. I was writing about being a touring comedian in Britain and he ended up being an entire chapter which marvelled at the fact that he did three and three quarter hours of material. Uh, within a five hour show. Mm-hmm. Um and finish it bang on when he said he would finish it. So it's not like he would just keep going. He said to me beforehand, "Oh no, I'll wrap it up about quarter past twelve or whatever, quarter one or something." And he literally did it. I think at I think he started at seven and he finished it at quarter past twelve. The uh and he was he was so he was tight. He was bang on the amount of time he said he would do. That's amazing. It. He was brilliant. He was he was fantastic. And like it was uh, and there was a weird kind of set of emotions because you uh. I think we are willing him over the line at the end for the last set, which is another another Aaron's recorders after you've done everything. The uh, um like he comes out, does an hour, brings on an act, does another after that, then does another and three quarters uh, as, as a final bit. So it's remarkable. And you you're directly in front of me, and it was fun because you're a little bit younger than I am, and I was dreading going in that it was going to be the We'll Meet Again crowd. uh, That it would be very much a heritage kind of a thing, and very much, very older. And actually it was only, weirdly, the reason that's that's in my head is because there was a singer at one stage who came out, bang, We'll Meet Again and various things. And it was the first time it felt like an old show. The first time that made it seem like, even though his jokes, obviously, were many of them were ancient, but he did them so beautifully. um, And it was such a bang, bang, bang of a thing that actually was only when this woman came out in a slightly contrived way Went. I shall now sing the hits of the 19th of Vera Lynn. uh, That (laughs) I suppose you would say. We're going. Okay. Well, that's gone weird now. Yeah. And then Ken came out and bang, bang, bang again, like for another. Yeah. I mean, that part was really strange, but eh, it it was what it is. It wasn't. It wasn't the strangest thing. Uh, Let us now always acclaim that the strangest thing was the magician who produced a series of birds. From various containers, which implies that the container was empty, would show you the container and then would go, and a bird would appear and it would be a pigeon and the birds would get bigger and bigger and bigger. Uh, and so it started like a, like a budgie or something and they would move up through pigeon to duck at one stage uh, <laughs> and get bigger. And apparently they can get very, very big. He just wasn't, he didn't have the emu or whatever that he normally has that we were in Leeds. Um, but the, the, the finest moment was. At one stage, when he's doing, it, and he he, he did not say a word. The magician, he just kind of like gestured and then presented, and then put his hand through the container, and then and then suddenly there's a bird, uh, and he would do that repeatedly and make the birds and um, put the birds on the stands behind him. But the duck walked off. I don't know if you remember this. The duck walked off, walked really? into the arena, um, and then somebody the duck is fucking wandering around, and. Somebody felt bad, so we went over and picked up the duck and brought the duck up to the stage to so the guy who'd carry on his act. And then the guy, <laughs> I remember, I would always remember that the man presents the duck to the act and the guy looks at him from the stage in a real kind of, all right, mate, just put it down. Don't, don't, don't drag it out, just put the, put the duck down, all right? You know, God, I'm trying to do an act here. And then the duck wandered around for a bit longer. Like the, uh, it, was, it was fabulous, it was a fantastic evening. Yeah, awesome. It was, it yeah. was i genuinely don't remember that but that's crazy oh <laughs> it, I, I will always remember the look of all right mate jesus all right put the joker on the stage and sit down yeah. try, Busy. Try, try <laughs> so tell me a little bit about you in
0: respect of obviously everybody knows or is aware that you are a big gamer. you know yes
1: yeah yeah but and actually it feels always slightly false uh, in the sense that I'm not amazingly good at it, and that uh, so therefore the list of games I've finished <laughs> is quite short. But yeah, but I uh, I'm an enthusiastic uh, gamer, and then would um, hosted the the BAFTA Video Games Awards about ten times, uh, so I've handed out the win- I've handed out the prize for best video game music ten times. The uh, oh yeah, sorry, what were you going to say? Yes, I just had a quick. That was one of the
0: questions I was going to ask you. So. Because it's not quite clear from the video, did Jessica Curry really lick your head? Oh, she did. Yes, yeah, she did. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Jessica's a really good friend. She's been on the show before. Um, Great. From the from the angle, you can't really tell if she's
1: done it or not. So I was, but but, but she comes out. She says she does come out and say, "I just licked our head." Uh, yeah. And... <laughs> So who am I? The I the gentleman in the situation would not deny her this. Yeah. Uh, so I don't remember. I don't have a sense memory. Of mm-hmm. That's going licking my head, but definitely there was there there was there was some sort of contact involved. I have a kind of a, like you know you know yourself like when you're bald people do tend to you know, treat you as some sort of a lucky fountain that they could rub on some sort of statue that they can give a stroke of. Yeah, you won't be offended in any way. So it was part of the thing, but yeah, yeah, no, no, she definitely did. And it was, it was quite a charged moment <laughs> stage. So, yeah. And it
0: was, it was really interesting because she became the first woman to win a, a BAFTA, a gaming BAFTA. So, yeah. For oh, really,
1: across, across all categories or across that, that particular category, the, uh, the- uh... All
0: categories?
1: I will triple check it, but I think it's all got right, okay. to shift. Right, okay. Winning gaming So, right, okay. Yeah. I look, I mean, the industry, yeah, you could even see the 10 years I did, yeah, like like most of my industries, you've seen them go from being very, very male dominated to being much more representative. The, uh, and so the awards themselves were always kind of interesting in that regard because it felt like a very, it had the, one of the reasons I did it so often or was asked for so often is because I, was quite unapologetic about how successful the industry was, right. um, and I think they were. They particularly first year, I remember them being just astonished, and I was going, oh, "Look, you're you're the largest entertainment industry in the world. Why are mm-hmm. we why are we acting? It's not that 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 way." So yes. yeah, well done, you. Or like whatever, and would probably and then would mention you know silly things from within the games, uh, you know that I played. Yeah, it was always it was one of the. Uh, it became slightly more of a rush in a couple. There was a couple of years where it became more of a rush. The uh, but uh, in the run up to the awards, they would send me the codes or copies of most of all of the yeah the nominated games, said, the multiple nominated games. The uh, and I would have some ferocious three week period where I would try to play through wherever the Assassin's Creed <laughs> yeah. was that year. The, uh, and, and try to you know. Get, you know, get some sense of things So at least I, I could go Hey what's up with that But there was once I remember um, When God of War won everything mm-hmm. um, The guy who won for Oh he was that character Who you kill quite early And then returns That really infuriating That other God of jokes Or whatever That, they, that appears at the start um, And he came on He did something That they all laughed at And I'm going I, I don't know, Oh no. no! somebody won a BAFTA for a character that hadn't appeared yet in, in, the, in the game for me. And it was actually, it was, it was a woman that they meet in the tree when they go into, thing before they get to the big lake. Um, I really don't know the names of these things. But anyway, so you have to play through the whole initial part and I hadn't finished that bit. And then she appears in, and is this recurring character and she won the BAFTA. And I'm literally had to walk into the building and go, is she in the game? I've never got that far <laughs> Well done her. Um, you know i i I, you literally couldn't be handing it to anyone for best performance i go no i I haven't seen that yet and have you Um, actually finished god of war no i don't think i i don't know how far i'm in it i the one of the most um tangible like i've done the lake on three different levels i remember getting that far and then events moved on i didn't get to i think i think the last of us took over for a while then and i did get saved a lot they uh but uh one of the things i find most just. If infuriating, and in fact, I've only done it recently with um the two of us, just yeah. the two, yeah, just here, with, uh, which I'm playing with my 10 year old. And then I went to check something on how do you get past this bit. And it is, and I thought, like, Oh, we're, once again, we're, we're done. And it was chapter three of eight at their <laughs> mark. You go, Oh, for fuck's sake, <laughs> it's so huge, there's no <laughs> sense of how insane. I'm a huge advocate for slightly smaller games. Uh, <laughs> You need, um, have you seen
0: one of those uh, new machines that call called Playdates?
1: No. They're gorgeous,
0: absolutely oh, really? Like Game Boy type size, but it's like literally the size and it's yellow and it has a little crank at the side and it's like a subscription model. So they send games to the machine like once every however it is. So they've got 12 okay. games, 24 games at the minute. And then in the next season, they'll send you another 12. And it's really, really interesting. And mobile, so I can bring it on tour. Yeah, yeah, it's tiny. It's literally not much bigger than this. Oh my
1: god. Okay. Yeah. I almost checked it out. On, I'm gonna write that down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, that's great. I mean, because I look, I I I have most everything um yeah. in terms of jeans except actually weirdly, the most re- the most recent um Xbox. I don't I'm going yeah, what's uh, yeah, the PS5, and I haven't got the Xbox. Uh, yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's,
0: so if, I, that's, Got the original xbox and the ps5 and they can be my my main things um switch as well but i haven't played switch in ages but
1: do you know there's not there's not to be anything out that's really made the switch sing for a while to be honest no you know? i mean there was a game
0: last year which was particularly brilliant because you know i worked on it <laughs> oh wait what was it called what was it called uh the magnificent truffle pigs Okay. Uh, it was actually it was a there's a connection to the Baptist with this because it was uh, a friend somewhere a, a, a game studio called Thunked, and Andrew, who's the lead of the studio, used to work with Jess, you know, back in the Chinese room.
1: Right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he was he was kind of on board when they were making Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. So yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. We, we've we've been friends for years, and he came to me. I think it was just before the pandemic hit. And asked me to be part of it uh, as a music consultant because I've been doing this for 10 years. Um, I know I know my stuff. So he it was my first paid credit gig. So yeah. Very good. Okay,
1: I'll check that out. Very, very and it's good. really short. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I love short. It was a <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, limbo length, that's the kind of idea Yes, yeah,
0: yeah know, like kind of six, great. eight hours is great. Yes, yeah, 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 think- yeah, yeah. Um, I there are exceptions like at the minute i'm almost finished horizon forbidden west and that is just phenomenal it looks incredible it plays incredible it's you know it sounds incredible you know and i'm really lucky to call people most of the four people that worked
1: on the sound soundtrack as really good friends yeah Okay, mm-hmm. I have yet, I know I haven't, The uh, I haven't plunged into it. I mean, I forgot when the last big one did, I mean, it, it, it takes two. The, um is the last one I've been doing a fair bit of, but I was, I started into, oh, I started Elden Ring for 10 minutes, and like, what am I doing? <laughs> this is not going to happen. I went no. to the first dungeon, and then, Realised that every time I attempted it, my arrows weren't being renewed. I'd die, but i have to go back to where, and I didn't have the arrows. So I couldn't shoot the fire thing to get, <laughs> to, to turn that off. It's was like, oh, this is, yeah, what? This is the point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've got 40 hours in, but I know people have finished it with 140 plus arrows. So, you oh know, my God.
1: There's, a, there's a lot of game
0: for you. There's a lot of bang for your buck, basically.
1: Yeah, 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 but also it's, it's I, I have tried all of those. This Dark Souls, um, Demon Souls, Bloodborne, and i wandered around and gone. No, no, this is no. You're not. <laughs> you can't. And I, I, I don't get the mechanic of it. I don't get. I don't get the rhythm of the parry, parry, attack, attack. I don't. I think, I, I'm sure I have to learn that. So, to just sit yeah. me down and go. Yeah. I think for me,
0: I was not a massive fan of the Dark Souls series, but Bloodborne really was the one for me because it was just attack, 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 kill, kill, kill. kill. So I'm like, right. Ready. You know, so I put quite a lot of time into that, but it just Elden Ring just kind of it just really scratched an itch. So it's a slow burner for me. So I'll go
1: and play a bit, you know, an hour here, an hour there. So it's, it's been good. And the music, okay, I, I may give it. I may give another thought. To, uh, see, because for me, in many ways, a golden year of video game music, and obviously it's, it's not this, but the uh, but I will say this in order to be, uh, you know, controversial, was. When it was find a piece of music that runs constantly over and over and over again, but managed to do that without irritating the yeah. hell out of the players. Uh, yeah. and so Ting in the spring on the Conroe 64, um, Packland, mm-hmm. the yes, very packland, which I ding 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 And I still have that little ding, uh, that I could sing the entire thing of it. Like that was. A particular type of genius to, yeah, I think to do that. Bubble, bubble even, you know.
0: And right. for me, what started it all for me when I was a kid, I think I was maybe four or five, was um, Solomon's Key on the Amstrad. I can still hear the music in my head, you know, and it's just amazing. And it's got to the point, obviously, now where I do this, I've been doing this for 10 years, um, I've now started collecting. And I would not recommend this because it's an expensive hobby. Um,
1: <laughs>
0: color vinyl. Oh, really? Okay. Soundtrack, gaming soundtracks. And my God, it is bananas. Like, for example, um, I bought one a few years ago for Okami. Beautiful box set. I must show you the pictures. And um, color vinyl, pink and wispy and clear. And- fantastic and that was 60 pounds originally to buy and you cannot get it for love nor money now and you would easily pay or sell it for 450 pounds or above Oof, jesus yeah, yeah yeah this is what i mean the, the vinyl is very much like lego it doesn't appreciate it appreciates and the rarer it is the more it's going to be you know like there's stuff that's been out for years and honestly it's like, there's like a glow in the dark the Will of the Wisps, and I would give my left leg for that. But you're talking there was 500 ever
1: made. You know what I mean? So, wow. okay. yeah, that's worldwide. So, yeah, okay. I am not joining that hobby. That is that is ludicrous. I mean, you know, that is that is down, down that road madness lies. Really. I've even gone down. Yeah, I've started
0: to go down the road of
1: having ones made for myself.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah um there's a game that came out and it's not on any of the consoles it's just on like the app store and whatever called um that dragon cancer and it's basically about a family in America and they have a young baby who has terminal cancer right oh Joel um and a family friend called, a guy called John Hillman did the music he's a family friend of theirs and they asked him to be involved um and it's one of the most beautiful soundtracks that you will ever hear because it's full of lots of things like hope you know love you know fear sadness you know happiness everything you can imagine and there's a particular track that's probably my favorite piece of music by all of all time um called awake or oh, awake my Joel. and it's like two and a half minutes it's slow it's so beautiful it lets you hear every single know every single piece and the emotions in that but like even now it all these years later it still makes me cry you know right it, it, that's the power of the kind of music that can be you know and I yeah. think that's incredible the power that people like John have and um, even <clears throat> like Jets she sent me the soundtrack to everybody has gone to the rapture about a month before it came out and there was two tracks that I emailed her about, and said these made me cry. And she was like, "Oh, really?" And I'm like, "Mm-hmm." And she then sent me um, the game on release, and um, I realised now why I cried
1: it. And they were just in the right place. They were just absolutely in the in the best position for that. Oh yes, that's absolutely yeah. You know,
0: and I, and, you know, I'm very like uh, I'm really quite emotional when it comes to music. I, I really hear the kind of em- emotions. Yeah. that trying to portray or you know give the listener and that's i think that's an incredible kind of almost like a power to have
1: and um, um, but what it what I'm, I'm sorry if i'm interviewing you right the other way around here <laughs> yeah uh, i'm intrigued by the limitations as well or the the fact that yeah. you have to be reactive to somebody like me who's mm-hmm. wandered off to look at something that he thinks is a thing and is not a thing yeah. and you're you're, you've got an orchestra ready to go with, and they're all <laughs> hovering, but I'm looking at a fence post and trying, or, or running, at a, running at a wall to get the door or whatever. There are definitely I
0: pieces where it works. And for example, I always remember going to Game Music Connect in London a few years ago. It's a while ago now. And um, Jason Graves, who did music for Tomb Raider and lots of, lots of other games, he's amazing. Right. Um, he was doing like a show and tell. And it was basically something like that. It was for Tomb Raider, the original one that was remade. And um, it showed Lara approaching kind of like a fight situation. Yeah, yeah. Explaining about how the music changes automatically because it knows where you are in the game, so it knows what to play. And it does that. And then as you're getting closer, the music is, you know, you're far away, the music is quite chill. And then as you get closer, it's getting kind of more dangerous and it's growing and it's getting bigger and it's bigger and it's bigger. And then you're in the fire. It's all going. <laughs> and then you yeah. kill her
1: and it just goes back to normal. That, you know, because that is absolutely, if you ask me the game that made music work, mm-hmm. the, the, the first, we felt like an evolutionary step in how music, from being the little, the little, the little, the constantly ran to it being, it being situation context dependent i would have said the original tomb raider and i would have said specifically the bit where she encounters a dinosaur because she drops down and suddenly the music gets really really panicking and you've no fucking idea why but <laughs> suddenly you know something has happened and that was the first time i saw that actually work the uh, then hour. you know oh, I, what the, yeah, and you go, oh, Christ, there's fucking, there must be something happening here. The uh, And there's an audible sense uh, now if there's a number of people to clear in an area, a number of enemies to clear in the area, that you only know you've done it because the music has calmed down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are times where it's still, the music is still frantic and oh, fuck, there's somebody else here. I've not done the other person who's here. like yeah. And you're right. taking your cue entirely from the music. The yeah, uh, but Tomb Raider was the one I felt that that was the first one that you, where you went and you go fucking hell, there's something that's gonna happen here, and a fucking dinosaur runs out, uh, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex in a cave somewhere, which is just insane. But the yeah, uh, it's a bit, it's, it's up there along with the dog jumping to the window in Resident Evil as <laughs> being the where the fuck did that come from? But the yeah, uh, but it was the, you, I, I, I had enough time to notice. Oh, they've done something very clever with the music um and that that's changed now because of what's happening here but yeah. getting that to happen smoothly um and then like like jazz then reintegrating it into what's happening there i mean is that is there is that just a trick i don't know about is that like is actually very fortunate yeah
0: composers are wizards right okay wizards i've been down i was really lucky um I was down in Air Studios at the end of 2019 because Gareth um, Coker, who did the soundtrack for Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I don't know. It's on Xbox. And okay. Okay. Um, it's really cute. Um, he invited me down to see a recording. I didn't know what it was at the time. I had a kind of guess. But yeah, and I was correct. It was for the new *Ari* and the... Um, Orion the Blind Forest was the first one, and I went down to, and it was the recording for the music for Orion Will the Wisps, which is the second one, and it was the most incredible day I've ever had, honestly, sitting in the booth with Gareth behind, you know, doing instructions, watching them, them all in front uh, doing the thing with all their, you know, instruments it was just incredible. And then being able to stand in the room while they we were recording, you know, crunched in a corner, not breathing, obviously, um, was the most mind blowing experience of my life.
1: Yeah. Would highly recommend. Uh, yeah, no, no, I can see because um, when we edit a television show, um, yeah. Mock the Week, for example, the, yeah. uh, the greatest gift we have is that applause mixes with applause perfectly. Yeah. So so you can uh, go into applause and come off applause at a different point and they will sync together idea. You'll you'll hear no jump. So applause is like it's it's, it's rough noise anyway. So I don't know what the term for me is. It's just a, you know it's a it's an uneven kind of waveform anyway. So they just kind of click into each other very, very easily, these kind of, So that's that, that's really handy for doing studio edits of things. The uh but in music it has to you have to find the, the key that latches onto the other key for it to be a smooth transition. The, uh, so yeah. is it just, I mean, are you, is, is, there, is there a computer looking after, where, is, does the computer go, I gotta get to the end of this bar, and then these are the pieces of music I can go to to, get, uh, to to start the next bar. So do you not constantly hearing record skip, essentially? Of, <laughs> you know, how do, get, how do I get into this situation? Now, oh, yeah. no. yeah. there's lots of tips and tricks
0: they use to do that, you know? Um, yeah. it, it is amazing to see, you know, because Gareth was sat there with this enormous score in front of him and a pencil and was going. And then he'd say, Right, change this, do that, make this longer, make this shorter. And you're like, Wait. <laughs> it was phenomenal. And that it was really awful that day as well because we left and went to the pub for a few drinks afterwards. And on the way to the pub, which is like 100 yards, Gareth was like, Oh, yeah, so I'm scoring the new Halo um, game. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And because of, you know, the, the industry is full of um, non-disclosure agreements, NDAs, and um, I had to sit on that for another six months before I could say anything to anybody, you know, because if that got out... Be... <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, that's
1: how you... So, um, what are you playing at the moment? Um, Let's see. I can try to remember what's on the what's on the machine right now. I mean, I, I played Returnal for a small one, but I'm not entirely convinced by um god what's the name of the of that format of game uh where you just die and go back around again die and go back around again because so i did i did hades as well uh oh. which is which is kind of fun the uh i played a bit of returnal um and then honestly the most enjoyable thing as, as i went back and did arkham asylum again i did that thing in xbox where you can stream games um and which most of the time works and i played archivist adam all the way through again and got all fucking 400 riddler trophies which i was, no, okay. it, was it was one i missed the first time and i don't it's not like there was really for me there was like a golden era of gaming which was yeah. xbox 360 around about that period of my life you know pre-kids or kids very young yeah. uh, and where i would finish two or three a year maybe um, yeah. and that so that was so around the time of um uh the, the Batman games uh, and uh, Far Cry three and things like that, like whatever. So I would get to a few of those. Um the uh, and so this this was now they are a retro appeal. Oh no. It's um, crazy, isn't and,
0: it?
1: Yeah, and then I tried then I started Arkham City and went, oh no, it's it's too huge as <laughs> a thing, like whatever. So doing that, like whatever, but because it's with kids now, the kids come through it's become a bit more casual uh, yeah. and it's become a bit more like picking things up quickly and, and, and doing stuff for them, like whatever the, uh, so, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm missing one. I'm absolutely missing one that I, that, I, that I started into, did a bit of and I can't remember what it was. I'm trying to remember the, the menu as it goes across. Uh, <laughs> played the other one, by the, because it, it takes two. Myself and Ed Byrne, online, played the prison breakout two-player game. So good. A Way Out. A Way Out, yeah, oh. it is. Yeah. No spoilers. I mean, no, no, no. Because at the end it's it's quite, oh no, there's a bit. There's a have you have you got to the end of it? Have you done yeah? Like, yeah. yeah. And there's a whole no. And, like, so Me you, and my friend and were like, like What? <laughs> yeah, it, it's stopped. very Yeah, that, that that's it's a very good ending of that like you know. yeah, I yeah, mean yeah. it does get it's a bit like um uh wait a minute now we're in a fucking waterfall <laughs> it's like it's a bit like what this is getting ridiculous now we're flying a plane a crop duster to land somewhere else like a non-control or something in europe something else. but yeah but and the like the hidden little games where isn't there like a connect four in one of the whereas you're trying to escape there's a connect four like that stuff they do that stuff very very well oh, brilliant
0: yeah. yeah so i have a final question for you um and it loops back to the very beginning is yeah What would be if you had one uh, your most memorable or your favourite kind of gaming soundtrack? Um,
1: I honestly, I would, I would say the one that's most memorable one for me remains Pac Land, as I said. Although uh, in the Commodore sixty four, kind of had a step up in video game music, and there's a thing called Ting on a Spring, which uh, is one of the two. I I see, I saw it out on YouTube. And uh, not long ago, just just to hear it, and it was Proustian in the rush. The game itself is, is actually really tough; it's a real pain in the arse of the game. But the actual, uh, it was very, very, very moreish thing. The yeah, uh, um. So for me, it's more little snippets of like. Suddenly, acquire things. I fucking love when someone acquires any things. Uh, as in, like, you enter a new space and it's like, oh, and then the <laughs> part of the map is revealed. That kind of stuff. I'm very, very like yeah, But for the most part, I like it when the frantic music stops. That's the high point of the game for me. Is because I it gives a sense of closure. Uh, Even on the <laughs> um, I, I I am a panicker in a game situation. <laughs> I am not definitely reloading. While choosing a separate weapon, while moving, I just go, ah! <laughs> <laughs> It's a bit like that in Elden Ring because you're like trying to get your flat
0: so you can replenish your energy while running away from a big boss who's trying to smash you with an enormous hammer, you know, and then you yes, run off and then you accidentally um, activate a separate boss. So you've got two bosses coming for you. Oh, for fuck's
1: sake. <laughs> I did that the other day and I was like, let me go. So I, just I, remember of course. I remember posting something. It was it was it was, it was from a walkthrough of um, uh, one of the first ones. The uh, I think I think from Dark Souls. The uh, and it said uh, uh, you go from this room into uh, the citadel of of Fungoria or whatever. Uh, but it had and then in Kabbalah says, if you have not collected the Sword of Bangalore by this stage, do not enter this without first blah blah blah. Like and I'm going, no, do, no, no. Too much. This is too much fucking information. I can't remember all this shit. i to was really like, do not, unless you've already killed killed the orc, but then given his heart to the such and such. They're gonna. You're going too many, too many trees of things. I am getting. Yeah, no. Don't play Elden Ring. There's loads of that. <laughs> oh my <Okay, thank> god. <laughs> 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 Give me something nice and linear, like whatever. It, oh, oh, it was quite um, uh, yeah, Yes, so I went back and I was playing, um, oh, uh, Snake, which was my, le- my, which is my, Snake is my um, go to comedy re- comedy reference because I did a routine years ago uh, about Snake, 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 um, and that freaking Kodak thing. Um, but uh, I went back and, and restarted the one in Afghanistan again. The, uh, just to get to just to see had, I really I, had, I hadn't given it enough time the, uh, and then we get to some fucking bits there's a bridge and there's loads of them I was like ah oh, no this is not something got difficult to get this is ludicrous I want to be sneaking when I'm not sneaking I don't want no. to be sneaking when I have to be sneaking it really <laughs> is
0: <laughs> I just wanted to say a massive thank you for being part of the show. It's been a real honour to have you as, as a guest on the show. So thank
1: you. No, a, a pleasure. And also just very nice because, you know, as we said, it, it, it links to comedy with the music. That, that was a, a very important event that we were both at. To me, an enormously important event, seeing Ken before he passed away, like whatever. And then, and after the show, he invited me back for a drink and we sat in his dressing room drinking for like another hour. Like The man was like, at even at that stage in his late 70s. And now yeah. Yeah, and I'd done five hours on stage, and he still wanted to sit and talk comedy. And he told me stories, um, you know, with it was, oh, there was a there was a dancer was in China or was it Japan. I don't know. Anyway, there's a lot of the Orient showing. <laughs> so he said, <laughs> I told ridiculous stories of theatres that are long gone, and it was just like it felt like it was it was a link, it was a thread. That lived then from me then to younger comics back up to him and it just felt like a continuous thing and it was it was it was just particularly lovely to have you to meet you there yeah uh, and go, this is great that this is still a thing that people can do, <laughs> yeah brilliant so thank you very much that is the end of the show so have a lovely evening thank you very much I have a night yeah. off I'm in Dublin a waiting but I'm not doing a show I'm going to have dinner with some friends it's a good <laughs> all right <It's> a pleasure <laughs> Come on. thank you very much bye bye. <laughs>